Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. Tomatoes before they they fruited. Tomato uh, that a, I don't know. That's funny. That was sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's like okay, like I know there's always, animals are just you can't can't beat animals stories, but it's like what do you? I don't know. We got a squirrel video. No, um, <laughs> no. But the tomato story Jody was talking about was that every year we grew some tomatoes. Well, a couple years in a row we grew tomatoes down the wall here. Down the wall of the driveway. On the driveway, mm-hmm. the right Between side. Between the there. heat, it was awesome. And we thought we found the per- perfect spot for it. So we we're getting a little cocky and a little know it all. So we said, this year, we'll do it again. And so I was bragging, Dad was bragging. So this is going to be our wall of tomatoes, like, like we did every year. And it was it was a total failure. Not a single Not tomato. A, it was a total bust. Dad so, was like, that was very humbling. Because <laughs> we told everybody, you know, we were bragging. This is, last year was good. The year before was good. We're going to have, we're going to have a lot of tomatoes this year. And this is going to be our wall. You walk down the driveway and it'll be full of tomatoes. Total, total failure. And Dad tells us, he would tell that story. Yeah. Like, never, never No, no guarantees. Do not, you cannot guarantee that that will happen like it did the year before. You're in charge? Yeah, yeah. that was the one that said, yeah, a mistake you made is think a gardener's in control. And it wasn't. Never. And so that was, that kept repeating. That was like 10, 15 years ago. But you cannot, just because it worked the year before, just because it worked two years before, the one year you guarantee it, not going to show <laughs> well, up. And it was, and it was the tomato, cherry tomatoes. How bad? I mean, I know, not like beef steak. I mean, yeah, I mean, like it's not massive, like you're trying to grow a thing. It was cherry tomatoes, or current tomatoes, or current, something. Yeah, current tomatoes. Current tomatoes, which are like a weed. Yeah, like wild South American. They're about the size of that big, pea size. Pea size yeah. And it was they're weed, and we practically guaranteed that it would be bountiful harvest. I don't think we even got a basket out of the whole, <laughs> the whole driveway. It was brutal. So that was humbling, to say the least. You have so. uh, pest funny stories, I think. There's some funny pests. stories about pests. Well, pests. I mean, I think like sometimes spider mites. No, well, no, that's I'm not. not funny. I'm talking about like the squirrels and the, and the mockingbirds who, you know. There was one. I think there was a good one about this avocado 
guy would go up there and just like take one bite and then throw it at you. Yeah, a, <laughs> squirrels are bad. I don't think they're pretty. They're pretty thing. Spider mites, they just want to blow. Well, the mockingbirds go in to get the the guavas, and they want the nectar, so they pull out the. They're whatever. eating edible flowers. So, so they pull out the stamen or whatever, and they and they get the nectar, and then it's like, well, that's not going to fruit. So they just like we lose guavas because. Yeah. Of, well, then I found found the squirrel in the pineapple guava tree just today eating the flowers and then he's also eating the or he or she is also eating apricots mm. so they're not even they're this big guava's not even ready yet mm. not even set and there's mm. already you have a question yeah, yeah there's a question um so <clears throat> usual life expectancy for a chicken or a duck versus how long yours live usual life expectancy i have this um for the egg industry, the for the egg industry, the the chickens are worth only two point five years of their life. Profitable. They're profitable, and then they usually slaughter them after that. Um, the usual life expectancy for chicken is four to five years. I have this um, timeline in my head that if I lose a chicken after four years, it's just sometimes the way life is. The best egg layers don't live as long because it. it, it takes a lot out of the body so when um, I do consultation about chickens and people say well I want the best breed I'm like okay we're gonna have to sit here and decide do you want a breed that lives long has a good life is, is companionable and is a nice pet but doesn't lay a lot of eggs or do you just want an egg laying machine that just is gonna die and so the heritage breeds don't lay as much but they live longer they're healthier so you do have to give up one for the other um, I do have uh, I think my chickens do live quite a long time. I've lost them at a young age, but about four, but they've usually will had issues from the beginning um, as chicks because some chickens just don't fail to thrive. What is our average? Average? Six, eight. 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 Yeah. So recently, average eight, and the ones I raised for friends, eight. Mm -hmm. My chickens well, are. Clementine is 12. 12. Uh, Bella is going on 13. Mm -hmm. Lucy and Stella are 13. I'm losing track of time. So yeah, no, I actually have there. to do that. They're, they're over a decade. They're over know. a decade. I mm -hmm. would say 13 years old. I can check it. Um, so I would say my average, my chickens and ducks live an average of eight. I usually kind of expect some problems after four, but they've been living to about eight, and um, and that has happened with chickens I have raised and given or sold to people. They were like, your chickens were the longest lived, and. Um, and healthiest. And healthiest. And I heard from one of one of the guys I sold a chicken to like 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. He sent a photo of the chicken hanging out on the porch with him up in Northern California. He's like, here's your chicken that you sold me. We're still hanging out with best buds. So, yeah, I was like, ah, uh, that. I hear from people like, your chickens were the best. Are you going to raise them more? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that's eight years is about my, uh, what I expect. Age. Good age. But um, what do you? <laughs> I am trying to think. There is stories from the garden. I just can't. Or what? Like uh, yeah, even like canning stories. I don't know if there's like funny. Oh well. No, that was not funny. But... Exploding kombucha. Exploding <laughs> <No. laughs> kombucha. That one. There is photographic evidence somewhere. No, I think I deleted that. Dang. No, that was that was scary because that. You gotta watch out exploding bottles. That was not, that was my bad, but yeah. 
with anything kombucha. It was, I mean, it's funny laughing at because nothing got hurt. I mean, yeah, um, the glass, the glass broke, but. Um, well, canning, we fellow canos unite. We kind of hold our arms up. Yeah, I know. Say That's all fun. the scars, the barn scars, where the where the um, jelly pops. We all have these pock marks. And right here too. Yeah, right here. It's like so when people can, we are like canners. Yeah. Right. All right. We got the scars. The pot. Yeah. The, the kombucha story is they weren't refrigerated and. Well, they, no, it got hot really fast, and I put them on the counter. I should have put them in the cabinet because the cabinet, if they explode, so it, it no, the cabinet if they explode, they're contained. But I put them on the counter, and but luckily nobody's in the kitchen. But I mean, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done anything. But it was still scary. It's like glass, you know shattering all over the place so I had to cool them down really fast but we had a bunch of other ones on the counter well I had like a dozen so you know bottles. like the rest are gonna explode I think we're like approaching peeking in the kitchen yeah like. we were just I didn't want to so Nisi was like we're gonna have to get him we're gonna have to cool him down because I didn't want to lose an eye or anything <laughs> what are you gonna do right so we dressed Nisi up we put pillows on her no Justin ran for ice <laughs> we packed on pillows <laughs> I think we no. I had I had to have the goggles because I was worried about glass going. And into we, my we put something. Eye. I mean, we had we and we armed her. I mean, she was. We there was photographic evidence. She deleted it. <laughs> but we put pillows on her. We patted her up. We covered her neck. Because all you need is a glass going down I know, into your but neck. But it just it was. You have to admit it, it was, was. Yeah. And so Nisa creeps but into I was, the kitchen. I was terrified. With, like, so. you know, because if you don't, if you move the bottles. Yeah, I was yeah. terrified. They would and explode. Like if I was terrified that if I reached for one, it just yeah. So you had gloves, goggles. Yeah, yeah we put we put these. Uh, we have gloves that um, like a dog. You know, if a dog There's bites, no, they can't no, get through. The fireproof. Oh, the fireproof. Yeah. The fireproof. So we 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 suited Nisi up and we hid behind the door. And, and so he a... went bravely in mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to save the rest of us. And you put him in a Rubbermaid, right? I put him in a Rubbermaid with ice. The no, no, you went, you went to got some ice and we yeah. cooled them down. Yeah. And then they went in the fridge. Yeah. And never again they will sit on my counter. They're always put in cabinets. Well, things like that. They it, cha learned. it changes you. Yeah, you know, you, you avoid disaster and then you're like, at that point, you, it changes the way you interact with stuff, you know. I mean, you hear about bottles explode but then literally explodes and you're like oh you know stupid well yeah. because I think I was in the kitchen like half an hour ago sitting yeah. right by the counter and yeah. so it was kind of like yeah yeah I would have been you know buying glass but um and there was sticky mess everywhere <laughs> so that that did not happen ever again <laughs> but then I don't know if there's any funny can I mean candy besides kombucha I mean any canning stories except for my very first time at marmalade oh no here's your funny canning jar here's mm. your funny canning story mm -hmm. you think you're so smart you can hundreds of jars in the spring uh -huh. and you're like i don't know what they are oh, yeah. and you and put them right. up in the beautiful <laughs> canning jars <laughs> until it comes time them. to eat them and yeah. we're just sitting there going what is it what is it she was like i can't remember <laughs> i'm like you said you remember well i thought i'd remember we're sitting there like turning it upside down like I think it's, and we're like looking for jelly. We open up, nope, that's not jelly. So label, label, label. So now Nisi's like, even though you think you remember, you never, never will. will. Label them. Always label them. Because yes. there's some things in there that were unidentified. <laughs> and you're like, we, to the life of us, we couldn't figure out what was it. When <laughs> in doubt, throw it out. That's my motto. Yeah. Oh, you honestly, you thought you were going to kill us all. Oh, well, yeah, because, well, that's what they say. When you first started canning, was it 12? Years ago, so older than that. Nisi was oh, no, well, oh, maybe it was older. Yeah, no, it was maybe it was fifteen. She, years and Nisi was 
convinced she was going to kill us all. Yeah, but then I, I figured, because they said, you know, the B word, botulism. So I was like, oh, we're all going to die. <clears throat> but then I was like, well, why have candy books? People can. There's people still alive, so I should try it. So I did. Where's the sister? Yeah. I stuck to the safe stuff, though. <laughs> Jam, we boil the crap out of it so nothing's going to live in it. And vinegar. Oh, we have... Um... What did you do? A thousand, thousand? Okay, yeah. I did keep track one year. I think it was like... I put up almost or one thousand jars. I'm I'm put up almost over eight hundred to a thousand jars. So I put up. Yeah. So that was a year I kept. That was a good year. And then we have we have the sisterhood of the canning where every once in a while you make a mistake. And like my friend gave me um, some kumquat syrup, and on top of it says kumquat syrup. Don't judge. We all been there. You want to explain what that is? Yeah, it's just a jelly that, or a jam that didn't, or marmalade that didn't set. So, it's always syrup. tell people when you know at the canning class that hey, it's not lost. It's called syrup. It's all good. They'll never know. <laughs> just call it syrup and put it in, and put it on your um, yogurt or ice cream, and it's all good. So, yeah, it took me a while, like I said, for you know canning. Um, just to, I don't do it with pectin. I I think. About, I've gone 10 years without using pectin in my jams and it saves money and it's you know just fruit and sugar but it takes longer so if you buy pectin at the store it's up to about for about a minute you can have jam in a, in a minute but with just without pectin you're using just the sugar and the fruit and you do a slow cook method on on the or not slow cook. yeah it's, I mean it's, it it's high it's high heat but it's, it's slower cooked and it's about I'd say you get gel setting about 20 minutes. Yeah, but you have to be exact or you can burn it. Or if yeah, it's too so, early, then you make syrup. Yeah, you make syrup. You can get, so I've got it actually to the point where I don't even need a thermometer anymore. I can, I do my batch. I know how, how thick it is. I know what the time will be, what it looks like. It even sounds different. And I'll, I'll know it's set. I don't even need a thermometer anymore. So. Um, you just get good at it and you kind of and I like that method better because it feels like you know it's like a slow slow food slow cooking so you're what, more in tune with like what's your jam. Wrong with pectin? pectin well is mild it's like some dextrose and it's modern GMO pectin. yeah modern pectin yeah modern pectin there's a there's a more natural pectin but apple pills yeah some. apple pills you can make your own but I, I just you don't need it I mean most fruit contains pectin Use but, it for the school kids because yeah. quicker yeah when i do classes i'll do i'll do pectin for the kids because i have to do something within half an hour so but i did you know when i teach class sometimes when i t teach the jam making class sometimes i well but then recently i would think y'all you, know, you know what i know this but don't ever double don't ever double your your fruit or your jam batch but don't double in the same pot so if you want to double it or triple it or quadruple it, you do it in di different pots. You do it in the different pots because what happens is if you double a recipe of jam in a pot or triple it, you're having to cook a much denser thing. And so instead of 20 minutes, it could be 40 minutes or 60 minutes. And that nice yellow, uh, red strawberry jam actually will turn brown because what happens, you're just cooking it and cooking it and cooking it. So what I do is I do my batch and if I double or triple it, I just do it in three different pots. So I'll do one batch, two batch. So sometimes, or most of the time in the kitchen with the four burners, I'll have my 
my water bath going in three other pots of jam simmering. So it could be, you know, batch of strawberry, batch of strawberry balsamic, and a batch of strawberry Meyer lemon. So I'll have three batches, or I can just do triple batches of just plain strawberry, but I'll do in three separate pots. So there's little ticks and tricks that I learned along the way, and I'll teach them in my class. But yeah, that's my jam story. I, I find guess. it humorous that you teach a class, but you did try recently to do it again, didn't you? No, that was, as I said, within a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, but yeah. now it's about, been about four years. Yeah. But but I keep repeating that same story like mm. a couple of years ago, but now it's like four years ago. So, yeah. yeah, and my strawberry jam. So we ate it. It, it tastes good. good. It tastes good. That, you it know, just looked for brown. the market. People, yeah. the American consumers used to, you color. know, fake color. <laughs> well, the one they said, they said, what's it? They want to know what's in Nisi's jam. It says fruit, sh fruit sugar, and, sugar. and water, and a little bit of lemon juice. Oh, one yeah. of the questions is can you do one of the most questions asked about jam is can you do jam without sh sugar? Yes, you can do jam without sugar, but you can't put it up, meaning you can't can it. And sugar is a preservative. So, sugar is a preservative. You can make refrigerator jam, but you, if you're putting up for, you know, uh, water bathing, you definitely need. You can a sugar make it with agent. honey, but it's a honey, different yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. So honey and, and, and sugar are yeah. preservatives, mm -hmm. but you can't do like fake sugar yeah. and, like stevia. But my first batch of marmalades were brown. I remember that. And couldn't get out of the jar. And couldn't get them out of the jar because <laughs> I overcooked them. So Made candy. Marmalade is is a little. It's a little bit more involved than just jam making. So like jam making, you just mash the strawberries, add the sugar bowl the heck out of it whereas marmalade is a, i'd say two more extra steps so you're dealing with rind and you're dealing with peel and and stuff like that so um what i done is i've there's so many ways to make marmalade but there was one way where one woman she, she peeled the peeled the citrus then julienne the little peels and then took the pith and the rind and then put it in a in a cheesecloth and bowl that down with the juice and I was like oh man I don't have time for that so um I found I found a, a, a lady I can't remember it was on some British thing where they actually cut the whole fruit they use the whole fruit except for the seeds so from now on I'm just I use the, I cut the whole fruit and I boil it down and I mean it makes it makes chunkier marmalade but if you if you do it right and you soak them and you get the skins um like a little softer tender, tender. yeah tender it's actually better I taste better because yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of marmalade, mm -hmm. but I'll eat Anissa's marmalade. Yeah, so I, I came up with that. I really came good. up with that method, but but it takes I um, I do it. It's overnight method. So I cut the fruit, boil the 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 peels or boil the chopped fruit down, let it sit with the sugar overnight, and then boil it down in the morning. So or you can do it in the morning and then boil it down in the afternoon. So it just takes a little longer, but it's worth it. So. Um, but now my marmalades are beautiful. <laughs> so they yeah, actually look like marmalades. <laughs> I remember though about, you know, not so much like garden stories, but just trial and error, like um, finding the perfect, you know, too low, too high. Do you remember that? That with the pansies? I think one year it was like, you went down and it was like, okay, too low. Then you go higher and it was like too high. And then you, Came the perfect yeah. sometimes yeah. I watch Justin plant he's just like he knows how to do it perfectly you know uh, just like the right <laughs> I think it was the that was uh, we're the edible flower business and we try to get a jump on the season so 
get an early jump in August, and it's brutal in August heat-wise. So we jumped the gun and bought a bunch of pansies, and, and we've got all these containers ready, earth boxes and planters ready, and we planted them all. It's like 25 flats of pansies. It was an investment. And they all died. <laughs> they all died. Yeah. Every single one of them. And one, we realized one, we were planting it too deep. So we said, we'll try it again. So we bought another batch and we planted it. It was too hot. <laughs> they all, they basically all died too. It's a death. <laughs> it was like... getting expensive. Mm -hmm. But then I think the third time, by that time it was cooler weather too. So we just got it right. I don't know if it was three years or three times, but I, I can't remember while, if it was yeah. back, if we did it the same year three times. It took us three times to get it. Seven, bunch of flats mm -hmm. or we did it three years like I think it was was it one I year think we did the, one year we did at least two then maybe in the that was spring right or fall yeah, no fall because okay. we we're trying and to then maybe the, in the spring we figured out so yeah, maybe one year mm -hmm. yeah. how about when I think when we first started out we did all those uh boxes and we actually made adobe box because <laughs> our soil was so bad we actually made adobe break yeah, we tried we tried to make our own potting soil and it ended up being yeah, Adobe brick. brick. We dump it out of the pots and it was like Adobe brick because we well, had that clay. Was pre chickens and ducks. Yeah, and I mean went back that was like one when of the we original, started like, original like way twenty five years yeah. ago. Yeah. It was literally we made Adobe brick because that's how bad the soil was until you know, then dad built the soil up. I yeah, mean that's well we I think it was either a bad recipe or just bad soil. So in one well a couple Spots in the yard were about a foot higher than our neighbor. No, he's more than. That. Oh, well, now we're more. More no in the corner. In the corner, over there, that it's, it's like it's, what yeah. two feet? It could yeah. be. Wow. Could be in the corner. It depends on the. So if you go out does front, that say we're growing up in the world? Yeah, moving up in the world. Yeah, that was the that was the joke. <laughs> Luckily, our house is you know high. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a joke that. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> inside joke. Growing I up. I think in that the went world. on the. I think it's on the Homegrown Revolution. You said it. are moving up in the world. Oh, you're moving up in the world. Yeah, we're a foot and a half. Yeah. We're a foot and a half higher, higher than our next neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. yeah, that corner over there is pretty high. So and then it could the be two feet. Gets, the coop, it is like. Oh, um, in the back? Yeah, this place. The coop, it's like. It's a seven foot wall or something. And by no, it's it, only five. <laughs> and by the end of the summer, it's like. It's you're five. looking over, it's like five foot. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. You know, we're going to take it down. <laughs> it's a seven foot wall. But then by the end of the summer, it's five feet. And you're like walking. Mm. And everybody's looking up at you and you're walking on this. It's like, that's not a seven foot fence, you're very tall, no. Mm. Just the soil. And that's when we take it out. But. We take it out, we try to, but we actually have a lot of soil. I mean, I mean, to the point I think dad was, he was looking into selling it, but. Never got that far. Huh? Never got that far. Yeah, it's, we have a lot of soil. Because <laughs> compost, and it just it. happens in a compost. I mean, I've given it to friends, but. You have every to warn year them. You have, so you have to warn them. Because we, we have seeds. Because we have, you say, be forewarned because you'll have all these interesting things, volunteers popping, popping out the yard because yeah. we don't sterilize the soil. Mm -hmm. And Dad uh, loved when volunteers popped up. He was like, well, if you're growing there, we have lettuce that no, grows. No, we still have the volunteer lettuce. Yeah. I literally said, I told Justin, we, we should name it. We have lettuce that grows in the crack in the middle of summer, the in the sidewalk. heat, in, in the, the sidewalk. sidewalk. And you're like, and it's the fifth year, I think. And I said, Justin, you should that say is the seed. Some that, one, that one is special to us, and that one should be. That one is some acclimated mm -hmm. lettuce. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
It grows in the crack. I mean, lettuce is a delicate, it likes cool weather. This one grows in the crack in the heat. Yeah. We don't get a chance to save much seed because of the, some of its distance. They cross-pollinate. You need space and otherwise they won't come true to seed. But uh, there's several, several things that volunteer every year or we'll save it. We have Christmas lima beans, those are ours. The lettuce out front, the celery, all the nasturtiums. All those nasturtiums come back every year. It's, we don't do anything. They cross. They cross. No, because they're... Them crosses. Because if you're growing some other squash and it comes out, then it comes out to be mm -hmm. funky. So, we, so that one might not be one. Right? That might not be. That's from compost. You have to see what the flower set. Um, the, the lamps, the... What's the Purple goosefoot? Uh -huh. Oh yeah. That's ours. Amaranth is ours. <laughs> Amaranth is ours. Lemon balm is ours. Oh, uh, um, the wild arugula and New Zealand spinach. The New oh, Zealand New Zealand spinach. spinach. <laughs> yeah. Once you have New Zealand spinach, you can't It's really funny because it. I gave some, I helped a friend with the garden and I brought soy over and she has two lettuces growing down the driveway and the, she doesn't even water and they're growing. I was like, that's all lettuce. Yep. That's and the then lettuce. she has New Zealand spinach growing like in the hottest part of her yard. I'm like, yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> you can't get rid of that stuff. <laughs> but see, that's, 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 um, that's area, what we like. That's we, area specific. That's your region, your, it comes that, back yeah, every that, your if, seed for that year. Yeah. It comes back every year. So some of the, People's like, oh, what's that? How'd you plant that there? What's growing there? Nope, there's volunteers. Mm -hmm. So you walk around the whole yard and you could see stuff that we didn't even plant. Might come back and grow. It's like, hmm. can't take credit for it because it just decided that was a good spot. And was that big, um, was that big um, eggplant in the corner? Was that a volunteer? I think no, you that said, was oh. ours, but it was oh. two years old. Oh, yeah. It ended up being two years, but yeah. We actually have too much New Zealand spinach, Truzumar chokes, nasturtiums, yeah, goosefoot, purple goosefoot. Um, we have nettle. Oh, stinging nettle. nettle. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's. But it's actually, a sign that. of good n nutrients in your soil. Well, you spoke, I think you made compost out of it, and it wasn't. It wasn't quite fermented. Yeah, so you spread seeds around. So every once in a while, you walk into the yard and you're like, ow, <laughs> ow. <laughs> Speaking of that. I do like nettle, nettle pesto. It's one of the best food ever I've eaten, is you make pesto out of stinging nettle. And mm -hmm. we do wild harvest. You want to do that, um, you know, with caution, responsibly. Don't, don't strip the hillsides. But every once in a while, we'll find a little patch of something and, you know, harvest it responsibly. But I really wanted this stinging nettle pesto because <laughs> I love the taste of it. It's one of the best. Um, you know, basil is good, but stinging nettle is better. So, Nemesi and I go out and find this patch. But I had my arms covered. It was and weird. she came prepared. She had the, you know, the boots and the stuff. Long sleeves. Long sleeves. And so she goes in, and I just like hear her for this little patch. <laughs> and like things I can't repeat. And I had, I put out the video, and she's just like swearing up a storm. <laughs> and it's just like, she's I like, forgot my legs. She got it, and she was like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it was, I was cracking up. What'd she miss? I, think I don't was, know. It was like either... You're wearing sandals? But she I came forgot. back with a bag and yeah. we ate it and she was so proud. Mm -hmm. she, she fought for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are vicious though. But. <laughs> well, I, I'll, be, I'll be cutting the lettuce in the morning and I'll be like... And then I don't see it because it's either... It's like, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> I did it the other day. I walked past and it's like, ow. 
Yeah, I don't know why they didn't grow, but I like them. I don't. I like them. I like. Oh, the sunflowers are ours too. I like the sunflowers. Blackberries. Oh, well, there's some Johnny Jump Ups that are coming up. Oh, Johnny Jump Ups. Some blackberries of, oh, in the front. The poppies. poppies. Lots of stuff. So, oh, all the poppies. All the wildflowers. Yeah. New Zealand spinach definitely New Zealand spinach. What about like the fennels and stuff? New Zealand no, the spinach might be original. Could like be. it, could, it be, could be. I mean, the one that was in the corner there, that one might have been it there. Might, it might. It might. Because I don't think Dad ever bought New Zealand spinach again. <laughs> it might. It might. It might, it might I think he bought it once and he never got rid of it. <laughs> I think we thought we'd bring it back or something, and we might have. We might have bought two packages of seeds. But. Oh, lemon balm. Did you mention that? Yeah, I said lemon balm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a lot of. I mean, you can. Oh, and propagate. We propagate the like. The cuttings, you do a lot of cuttings. Well, I don't have any yeah. space to put them. Well, we, when we see something like in the mountains or somebody else's yard, do we do we still have that grape? That Tuscan grape? Or yeah, there's that two over there. but yeah. that, that was a cutting uh, from an exotic grape somebody brought over. What was that um, one? Yeah, David brought a French. French, uh, I forget the name of it. Yeah, we do cuttings. It's a wine grape. So we see something grape. we like and we're like, we're going to have to get that. And you get a cutting from it. And, we're pretty good at that. Ish. 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 Well, I mean, Ish. we're pretty good. Like I said, all of my <laughs> friend's garden is just like walking around <laughs> doing cuttings. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like on the cheap. Oh, yeah, the lion's mane, and then it's ours. Yeah. Amaranth. Mm -hmm. Celery it comes all over the place. Mm -hmm. The, um, you do the, the blue basil cuttings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't sell. They're hard to find, so I have to cut. The, I have to yeah. take cutting. Yeah. They're harder. They're getting harder and harder to find. Lembovina, you've cut it off the original one that was planted. Yeah, some of the some of the varieties we used to grow years ago no longer no longer available. So we try to we try to keep some of them alive. La lazy lazy <laughs> way of doing it. But. They do produce one plant can produce a ton of seeds, so all you need is one or two and then we're you're set. Let's see, and then anything else? What I mean What's coming up? What's coming up? Hopefully your first tomato. <laughs> no. You can't <laughs> get a no, hair or something. No, 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 no. Well no, it on. makes you when you're eating season it makes you appreciate the first yeah, we one. Got, so. We're about I said I think I said that before, we're about a month behind. Well that's not your fault. Easy. Not your we do try. Well, you might want to. Speaking of forced tomato, we. It may not be all the time because sometimes we get busy, but. We just have this uh, belief that we try to give back what was given to us. So we call it the the forced fruits, the harvest. So the forced harvest is something like the forced tomato. We don't eat it. We we'll toss it back into the compost bin. We give it back. To God or whatever you believe God to be, is just give it back to the give it back to the land. Um, I, we try to do that occasionally with eggs, so just take a couple and toss them into the um, compost. Um, but we do it with the forest fruits, like the forest beans and the forest stuff. We will we won't eat it. We just from the harvest from the land, we we take it and we we give it back. And mostly, you just toss it in the compost pile. Yeah, it was more symbolic. It's a symbolic thing. Like it's not it's not ours to take. So it's like the first fruits, we, we toss it back into the land, um, even though it's beautiful and 
we all want that tomato. <laughs> like, okay, that was the first fruit. Thank you, and you give, give it back to us. The creator, we call it. So it belongs to not. It's not ours. We just caretake. So that's we always considered ourselves caretakers and not. Not we're not the creators. <laughs> we're just caretaking what is given to us. Yeah, because that if you look at it, the things will grow without humans human in interference the trick is getting the things to grow where you want it when you want it <laughs> and how how much you want it that's that's the trick but things will grow and people have a bad definition of weeds or nature but so people say how you do that some of it like i said we could just walk around the whole yard you say didn't plant that didn't plant that didn't plant that and just come up but the hard part is you want, oh, you want it to grow here, this time, mm -hmm. this place, and produce this amount. No, Good luck that's, with that. that's, that's <laughs> the yeah, that's the hard part. Things will grow. And nature, it grows in nature. But, nature takes care of itself. Yeah, but if you want it to grow in this one bed or this one spot, and produce this amount of fruit at yeah, this time, there, then then you have an issue. But mm -hmm. things will things will grow with without any input of any kind of man interference so just look out there and it's like well this happened mm -hmm. so but the trick is trying to get it to grow where you want it yeah that's the problem yeah. when, so you, when we, you want it when you want we it. recognize that that you know we are not in control yeah. and every time you think you're in control you're in trouble you think oh i got i got this i'm you know yeah, i have tomato, this our tomato story yeah just when you guarantee something that works even with it and for me it's with the animals I I'll to this day I'll, I'll say I have no idea I don't know what I'm looking at I don't know what's wrong with that animal after all these years of raising um, so some sometimes people you know you I have often said you can truly only understand something that you're involved in particularly with animals at the birth and death of an animal. Once you've gone through the death of that animal, you will understand a lot more. So some people, they get chickens, and like a year later, they're like the teaching classes. I said, have you seen them die? Oh no, I know everything about it. I was like, I don't know everything about it, but I understood a lot more at the death of an animal. It's like the cycle. You've gone through the whole cycle. Once you've been, I raised chickens. I thought I knew everything for the first time I raised chickens. I'm like, I got this. I'm in, I'm in I got this, I got it. I'm check but you mark the checkbox but that's crap you don't know you don't know and then when the chickens died then I realized I don't know everything but here's the thing when when you give the classes and people are there and people call you up oh I have a sick chicken you know you first they don't you 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 begin to understand how unaware people are you say what's their poop look like I don't know how did you pick up I don't know I don't know the last time you saw I don't know I don't know I'm like I can't help you I don't know and it's like and so whereas one time that person or I gave, went to one of our chickens or something and all I had to do was hold it and I knew what was yeah, wrong with it. Like, okay, well. I was like, I held it, felt it. Oh, I said, Jordy, this, this chicken has blah, blah, blah. And she's like, see if I'm right. And you, and you, you felt it and you said, yep, yeah, you're right. But nobody feels, nobody she, it's observes. It's small signs. Yeah. But the thing is also do your homework. Yeah, yeah do your homework. The, we've had horror stories. Get a phone call. I said, "I got, you know, 
went to the pet store, bought a bunch of chickens. Now, now what? what? Now what do I do with them? I'm driving home with them right now, and I just like on the phone. I just went. Do you have, you know, and I saw Lissy and she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm just like, oh my, you know, and I, I have this, I have this, I get, re when the animal is involved, I feel responsible. I can't just walk away. And that's unfortunately my weakness. So. There's a couple of people that don't do their homework. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, the I just found. For it. Yeah. And then I just found them or, I mean, not that you did anything with mm -hmm. it, but mm -hmm. people are like, oh. But, um. Yeah, so I guess I would just say like with the, the garden, why we give the, the frost fruits back to the land and we just, we try to, we try to humbly look around, you know, it's not always realize that the only thing we know is we don't know. And I face that all the time with the animals and we, and Justin with the garden and dad, dad always said this, you know, things, he, he, you're always learning you're always experiencing you're constantly learning i mean you are an old time my dad has been gardening he's been keeping bees since the 70s and he still always was learning and and for us we just try to we try to continue to experience yeah. that and like and you know sometimes it's a little bit when you're around people and they're like oh i know yeah. and they like think they know and it's like no we're all still learning but here's some of some of it what is the issue with is if you're doing, I'm not saying it's not the same thing, but if you're doing canning, you're in control for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 99. I mean, you don't mm -hmm. can't control some mm -hmm. of the fruit. Or quality. a baker, you're a baker. Cook. You're, you're controlling 99 percent, 100 percent of what's your thing. In gardening or farming, a lot Husbandry, of it is out of yeah. your control. And I think and another that's thing, and why most many people don't want to do it. Yeah, another thing because they can't yeah. control it. No. And, oh, and that's what modern 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 agriculture, monoculture. Everything's twenty four seven. Greenhouses, mm -hmm. they want it everything. Computerized. Mm -hmm. Size, shape, on time. Everything uniform. Everything uniform, and and that's why nature is uniform. Sometimes mm -hmm. nature is irregular. Nature, they, the schedule nature is in off. control. We're well, just the schedule's off. Mm -hmm. Definitely the schedule's off. But another thing is when you when you you know start living a more sustainable life or whatever. You start to be, I, I tell people you develop a, a sense. I, I think a, I don't know if it's a sixth sense or whatever, because, you know, I'll be sitting out with friends talking and like, and then I'll say, oh, changed. the weather changed. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, you know, I could just feel the wind change or I'll go out in the coop. Wait, here. Yeah. Or I'll go out in the coop and there's this, I don't know, I can't describe it. It's a sense. And it's so, it's a sense that even you're not even aware, but somebody will tell you go out and check or go look at this and whatever and so I've gone out into the coop and I've looked and everything looks normal but mm -hmm. I'll just pick up something like that one just I'm sensing something yeah you can just oh. you can sense some and I don't it's, know if it's, it's a vibe or and if any person if you had 100 people there they'd say what are you talking about and I was like no I could just sense that one and yeah. I call it Jordy let's check this one out and sure enough I don't know it's just a it's you can a, hear things you can sense things mm -hmm. as a vibe I mean mm -hmm. even in the weather mm -hmm. it just you develop a, a more in tune sense I think a lot of people hat okay a lot of people used to have it I think we're born with it but with modern technology and modern buffers we don't have that we're not able to develop that sixth sense that we are all born with so when you when you start stripping things away and paying attention, stripping all the smartphones away. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> when you start, yeah, yeah. I mean, even to the point where I'm in a car and I said Direction. to the person, "We're going the wrong way." 
And she's like, no, the GPS has the said GPS no. The GPS has said no, we're going the wrong way. The mountains are this way. We should be going, you know, I just, I know the sun. She's like, how do you know? I just like, I just know. You could just know. I, I just know. I, I was, yeah, I was flying with a car, in a car with a friend and she's like, following GPS. We I'm like, way. this way. And she was like, but G I said, no, no this we way. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I've never been here before, but I'm like, this is the wrong direction. It's this way. And I, at the beach, David, you know, he was uh, going wrong. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, I was like, <laughs> this way. But uh, yeah, speaking Just, of the sixth sense, I always go back to the story with the, you know, what I think I realized the most was a friend of mine was like, she had animals, cats and dogs. And I went to go visit her at her house. And I walked past her cat sitting on the front, on the front porch, just sitting there, her pet cat. And I just walked past it, then I stopped and I looked at this cat and I said, something wrong with your cat. She was like, no, it's fine. So I looked at the cat and I'm like, okay, I think something's wrong with your cat. You look at the cat, it's just sitting there, you know, looking, blinking around. I'm like, something is wrong with your cat. And she's like, no, he's been fine all day. He's looking great. And I just looked at that cat again and then, okay. So I went about and then I said it again. I said, you may want to check the cat out there. I, something I think is wrong with its leg. And she's like, no, he's been perfectly fine. He's been sitting there all day and it's great. And you know, what am I going to do? Argue? So I left Then she called me up later and you know, a panic because she finally went to go pick him up and she's like, his leg's broken. He had been hit by a car, but he was just sitting there perfectly fine, you know, not hard, you know, like cats do, they hide everything. And it was just sitting there and she was like, how'd you know? I said, there was something I saw in the way that his fur was. And I knew, so I said, something's wrong with his leg. And she was like, how did you know that? I said, just cause I don't know the vibe. I, I don't quite know, but I think I saw something in the way the fur was and I could just pick up that you something was completely something was wrong. Off. No, something was off. Yeah, something was off. And I, I didn't even know her cat. I just said something's wrong with your cat. So with anything, I think another, what if people say, oh, how do I start? You know, what do I do? Where I think, just observe. Just even observe. Be Take aware. notes, be aware, and just pay attention. Because, you know, when you pay attention, you're preventing, like even with just the, even just looking at the, the chicken's poop in the morning just to see if everything looks okay you're going to prevent serious issues just by a little like just an overlook just not even one second just say okay is everything good you know before i roll up the newspapers and put the poop into the compost it just i, I just make a little what i pass and i'm like yeah. okay it looks good roll it up but if there's something wrong like if it's there's one that i said ah uh, okay who you know who's purchased that Okay, maybe put we need to put more apple cider vinegar in the water or whatever. You know, and it just, does with the weather because uh, you you could feel the temp like when we get the hard oh freeze. the freezes. You say it's gonna freeze tonight. Justin's like it's gonna freeze tonight. And people are like how you know? He's like no, nope, it's gonna freeze it's gonna freeze tonight. Yeah. And he's like he's out there putting covering the plants and everybody's like, but the weather says it's all. He's like it's gonna freeze tonight. Well, you've been here long enough. <laughs> well, you can, they, the, the, even the the, the, the sound of the the, the freeway changes. The freeway changes, noise changes, thing changes. So the air the, sounds different. We're talking about location or thing. When the you've been here long enough, and the weather forecast says 40 degrees. Just is like we're 10 degrees colder in the backyard. Just automatically. You just put that in your mind after been here. So microclimate, the way the land slopes, there's a couple Could cold po pockets, cold, cold areas in the yard. It's gonna freeze. You know. So just put the plastic up or put the road covers up. And that just takes people don't want is they take time yeah. and why have sometimes people ask us to consulting and stuff like that it's kind of hard if you don't live there and see we're doing I think we talked about it before sun angles shade 
Sun angles in the summer, sun angles in the winter, trees cast shade, house cast shade. And that's hard. That's hard unless you've been there for 30 years and you know microclimates and po cold pockets and dry, dry, you can dry parts of the yard, wet parts of the yard. So, but you have to be there for a long period of time. Yeah. And, and fortunately, we've been here 30 years and you can, you can tweak things or move things around and then figure it out. But, I just that smile. so much comes with experience when but. Justin says it's going to do something and people you can just see them checking the weather it's like he's like it's gonna rain and you, you can see it and it's like eh, Justin knows you know I remember he was like walking he's like wait something's changed and my friend's like what's she talking about I was like he knows <laughs> he knows he's got it's gonna freeze and they're like but it said he's gonna freeze yeah. <laughs> he's out there covering the, the plants the signs 40 degrees at 10 o'clock clear night and you could just tell and the weather and when the wind stop you know Justin's like the wind's gonna stop it's going no, to he stop. said no. He no. says, yeah, he goes, if the wind stops tonight, we're in trouble. It's going to yeah. freeze. Yeah. The hardest part is like when it's it's a clear, cold night and the wind's blowing. You say, you're okay, you're okay. Then the wind stops, three, two o'clock in the morning. You're not okay. <laughs> it blows all the covers off. Hmm. Toasted. Freeze dry. Ice. Yeah, ice. <laughs> Can we interest you in any freeze burned? Yeah, freeze burned, yeah. So. That, no. That's the hard part. And then like, Justin's up before the morning watering everything. Yeah. Ice cold. The, no, you so water if it to, if to break the ice. I think it's partly because we're raised without air conditioning. We know. You can sense temperature change. Like, I mean, it's be like five degrees and you can tell it's warmer. No, just really weird. It's like warmer today or warmer, warmer this morning. And Even time, I'll say, they'll say, what time is it? I'll say, oh, it's about. Yeah, you get to that. Sunset, like, thing, mm -hmm. something like that. But some of it because of being raised without AC mm -hmm. you can sense oh it's colder today hotter today it's just a couple degrees but if you're paying attention you can you can sense that and if I wear long pants it's really cool <laughs> <laughs> if Justin's wearing long pants and shoes and the socks, apocalypse yeah. happened <laughs> that means it's cold somebody folks. saw him in pants and shoes and, and they just said wow it's cold it's, it's, it's like cold. yes it's, it's cold, cold. <laughs> <laughs> the two or three times a year I wear it's a sight yeah. that means it's cold otherwise he's always in sandals and shorts <laughs> I think somebody commented on it it's like Judd is wearing pants and shoes yeah, I, I think said yes you know it's officially I think cold. that was a Facebook post it's cold <laughs> it's got long pants on <laughs> yeah that was pretty bad it's California whoa Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie's, Justin, Jordan. Keep, Keep on, on growing. growing. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, singing.